the early 2000s when I was doing I was doing a lot of international shit going doing tours in Australia whereas everybody else was getting their feet planted in the improvs and, and yeah. all those places I was like fuck y'all I'm doing small theaters all over the right, UK right right and in and, and Dubai and in uh, and and Australia and I'm like eh, New Zealand I'm doing the Micronesian Islands Guam and stuff <laughs> fuck you guys yeah, fuck yeah. the improv you think that was a mistake you think yeah <laughs> I should have been around for the showcases to be on SNL and all that stuff, I should have been out, but I, but I was like making so much money. I'm like, why was it because was it because you wanted to take the stuff that had was paying more at the time? Is that yeah. what was driving you? Yeah, and and like and to move to L.A. would have you know, so I don't know, just I just didn't. Welcome to the Underground Comedy Podcast with Sean Joyce. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com. Hey, what's up? Thanks for checking us out. If you're in the D.C. area this weekend, we've got D.C.'s Best Showcase at Big Hunt and Chris Estrada at D.C. Draft House. You can get tickets and info on the website. Our guest today is Tony Woods. Tony is a legendary D.C. comic who has been performing around the world for more than 30 years. He's one of the most respected working comics and has appeared on Def Comedy Jam, Showtime at the Apollo, and Comedy Central. In this episode, he talks about what it was like getting started in D.C., comparisons between him and his friend Dave Chappelle, and how he has coped with tragedy in his life. I was born in New York City, and when I was, uh, I think, two, we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And when I was seven, I moved back to New York by myself just to live with my live with my dad but end up living with my granddad and my aunt how long did you live there a year because okay. my um this is my mom's dad and my aunt is only like five years older than me so it's like a big sister instead of a aunt uh-huh and then we moved to dc when i was 10 so bang so you went to high school i went to high school in I, maryland yeah i went to elementary school in dc i went to uh junior high school in D.C., and then junior high school in Maryland, Sligo, and then went to Montgomery Blair to graduate. Okay. So. And then what did you do right after high school? Went to the Navy, as you should. No, uh, yeah. Uh, how long were you in the Navy? Five, uh, ten years. Can you oh, curse? Oh, a long time. Yeah, long time. help yourself, man. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't like a whole straight ten years, man. I was did, uh, you do four years active duty, and then I was in the Ready Reserves. Oh, it was okay. such easy money, son. I was in school, and I was like, and then you go away for the weekend. You go away, and it's not a, you don't go away for a weekend. We just went to Bethesda Naval Hospital uh-huh. and went up there and messed around, did my homework, and then and got paid for it. And you were going to college at the time? Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to college? Montgomery College. What'd you study? I was studying science because in the Navy, I was an oral maxillofacial surgical assistant. I just start out that you start out as a dental assistant, but it's not like a dental assistant on the outside would just go. Oh yeah, <laughs> like that. You do a whole. It's way more involved. Like a lot of a lot of people do that, and they come out, and they realize to do the same thing I did in the military, I, I need a master's degree. Yeah. Yeah, but I worked with a cool doctor, and I was, and I just did stuff, and he's like, whoa. Right. How'd you learn how to do that? I'm like, we do this every day. I'm like, what? So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And him and his wife said, man, we got to figure out your credits and stuff. And 
try to get you in school and do this and do that. And while I was in school, um, I was delivering pizzas. I worked at a bar called the the Bayou down uh-huh. in, down in Georgetown. Okay, that's where I saw uh, Harry. Uh, I don't know who his last name. He used to be a. Uh, he used to be the judge on Night Court. Harry Anderson. Harry Anderson. I saw him. He was amazing. So he would do stand-up in Georgetown? He would do stand-up at that At that club, bar. At that bar. And then I saw Sam Kennison. And, and this I, was just a bar, right? It wasn't a no, club. It's, no, no, it's a club. Oh, they it have, was a club. All of the guys you see, all the hard rockers, like, they were, they all came through there. All the, you know, uh, Kicks. Kicks is a Oh, is a, a music DC, club. Yeah, music club. As a matter of fact, in 48 hours... That's what Eddie Murphy was. Him and that guy went in there. Oh wow! And they and they had that band on stage. The band that he talks about uh, in his Delirious, where he goes, these guys fuck everything. He says, and they come to my house to fish, stop swimming. Yeah. So, that's the first time you saw local comedy or comedy no, in no, DC. No, 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 no. When I was in the Navy, a friend of mine who's passed away now, Charles Taylor, he said, "Hey, man." Eddie Murphy was on the cover of Time Magazine. He said, yo, you could do this. I'm like, eh, what am I, clown? What am I, joker for you? Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh. He says, you could do this. And I went to the Comedy Cafe in 1983 on K Street, the one over top of Archibald's. Okay. And, dude, everybody was so good. I'm like, man, I'm like, these guys should all be on TV. And I saw Kevin Lee. I saw Danny Williams. I saw uh, yeah. a Fat Doctor. I saw Kevin Anthony. Uh, uh, uh uh, Greg Poole and all them guys. About what year was this? 83. 83, okay, and they, yeah. they scared me so bad, I'm like, I didn't go back again until 1986. Wow, oh, you're too intimidated? Yeah, I was scared, man. Them guys are funny. Yeah. And, and and then so in 86, when I finally did go up, I had all of this stuff prepared that I was going to talk about, but really it was just the skits that Eddie Murphy had done on Saturday Night Live. And I went on stage. Well, well, okay, let me tell you this. I started on the third Thursday of May because I went in and I put my name on the list and then they, and then I came back and they said, no, you got to um, put your name on the list and then you come back again and they do the raffle. And so oh, even that. back then it was like that. Yeah. So I did did that. So the second one I did, the, did the raffle. But this is before I even worked up the nerves. This is in May. So what's the month before May, April? So in April, I would go and I would tell my ex-wife that I'm going down there. Me and buddy of mine would go down. And we go, we watch a few comedians and he goes, yo, you know, it's ladies night at the such and such club. Like, yes, go do it. Okay. And the next morning she go, how was it? How'd you do? I'm like, yeah. And like whatever comedian I saw that night who made me laugh, I would go, she go, what you talking about tonight? And I go, I talked about blah, 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 blah. And she go, oh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I was, but I said, don't tell nobody, you know. Then, of course, she told everybody. And, like, when I get with her family and stuff, she goes, yo, you guys know Tony's doing stand-up comedy now. We, and everybody's like, where can we come see you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm down there on Thursday nights, open mic. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah I, was, I was lying. And then, so, in so May. your problems go way yeah, back. In May, I'm like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. So that's when I signed a list. And, I, and they said, oh, you got to do the raffles. The second week, I signed the list, did the raffle. And I remember, uh, I think it was uh, Butch Burns. Butch Burns, he said, Tony Woods. Tony, but everybody had been ripping. It was a fire night, yeah, ripping. Yeah. And they said, Tony Woods, I just looked around. He says, well, I guess Tony Woods not here. You like, didn't go up? I know I did, dude. <laughs> 
So the third Thursday in May, my wife says, uh, guess what? She says, all the execs are going out of town on a business trip and the baby's gonna be at your mom's. So I'm going with you tonight because I want to hear some of this. I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah. So of course we go in there. Unbeknownst to her, it's my first time. Okay. Yeah, so we go in there. And um, and they and and they called me, dude. That was the longest walk up to that stage. I had all this stuff memorized. And I got on stage, and I'm like, "Hey, you guys look good. <clears throat> you smell good. I'm stuck." And then this guy goes, "Hey, fat dude in the front, go, hey, his leg is shaking." I'm like, "Hey, your stomach is shaking like that." And yeah, everybody yeah. laughed. I'm like, "Hey, man, don't worry about being fat. Listen, I used to be a whopping 70 pounds. <laughs> I said, but I was this tall." And then I went into this, and I just I told a story about me setting my mom's bed on fire with Kleenex, and I said that I was, I was my own superhero. I was Energy Man because wasn't no fat superheroes, and then, and then I saw a cigarette lighter, and a and a Kleenex, and I, I set a Kleenex on fire, and it it burned, and then. <laughs> And went away and I was in the mirror I'm like I am a magician <laughs> yeah. I kept doing that and and then I did it like three or four times and then like I don't know what that beautiful bedspread was made out of but it was really flammable because it, yeah. it went and then the whole bed went <laughs> like that and I said and it was burning and I I'd grab the first thing, which was a can of hairspray. I'm like, that fire must have been hot because it was fire in the can, too. And, and, and the way I put it together was just funny. And I, and I remember going out on the front porch and I said to my great grandma, I'm like, come here. I want to tell you something. Come here. Meanwhile, this shit is burning. And then some men run from around the backyard to the front. They go, yo, y'all got a fire like that. And they come in because they saw the fire banging out the uh, window. So you had a good set, your first set. Mm hmm. I think if I hadn't had a good set, and, and when I walked off stage, man, everybody was clapping and cheering. Like, I was in a daze, man. My yeah, head was yeah. spinning. And the first two guys I met was uh, Martin Lawrence and Pierre. And they go, yo, man, good set. Which clubs you work out of, man? Yeah. And to me, that was corny for them to say that good set. I'm like, who, who talks like that? Everybody. It's, yeah, <laughs> everybody. Yeah, they go, what club you? I said, I work in a dental lab on Wisconsin <laughs> Avenue. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? And they like, oh man, this guy's always on. I'm like, okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, yeah. And and so, and then boom. So, I just, I every Thursday, every Thursday, bang, bang, bang. It was like bang. And every Thursday, I had a new five minutes. Like right. I couldn't understand why these other guys were still doing the same five right, minutes. Right, I'm like, right. I got man, I got loads of stuff to talk about. And then maybe a month in, because I'm from the same neighborhood as Tommy Davidson, mm -hmm. right? And I remember this guy named Philip who hated Tommy Davidson because Tommy Davidson used to abuse him verbally, just, you know, just talking because he had like his teeth all rotten. Okay. And I remember Tommy Davidson said, look, like he got a mouth full of dice because he had a little black spot. Right. And he said, man, you funnier than Tommy Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he convinced me to believe that stupid shit. Right, because Tommy used to play at a place called the Ibex, which was a, a, a black club on Georgia Avenue. So go up there, and, and they have the Dells and the Delphonics. So we're just going to go up there to see Tommy. Yo, what's up, Tom? Blah, blah. And Tom said, yo, man, everybody said you're doing comedy now. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He played with me just like I played with the new of comedians. Course, of course, of course, of course. Man, you want to do a guest spot? I'm like, 
yeah, I'll do a guest <laughs> spot. Right? And my wife was like, yeah, show him. Like that. <laughs> he goes, yeah, he said, yeah. yeah, man. He said, do about 15, 20. I'm like, um, could, could, could I do like five? <laughs> he, yeah. goes, he goes, yeah, man, you know, whatever you want to do, Tom. And this guy named Catfish Mayfield, who I just saw recently when they inducted Tommy to the Ben's Chili Bowl Wall of Fame. He said, he, he was out there just gil- killing it. And you know, at the Comedy Cafe, there were rules. You can't do doo-doo jokes. You can't, no cursing, this and that. No cursing. Yeah, back then, this is 86, man. No cursing. Wow. You know, and Dan Harris is rough with that, you know. No cursing, no. I mean, only people I support who could curse. the no doo-doo jokes. Huh? Yeah. yeah, but the only people who could curse back then were, you know, seasoned guy, guy, headliners, the guy, the yeah, main yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could talk about what they want to talk about. And um, I went out there. How and big was, was this place? Comedy Cafe? Like how many people in the audience? Oh, on this show. Woo! At the like in Ibex. general, in general. Okay, at the Ibex. That was the biggest show. It was it was probably like 200 people there. Oh, big, yeah. Ouch. And it was like a it was like a it was a black club. Like like I could look out into the audience and see people reaching into their purses, pouring pouring liquor into their own bottles, into their own uh-huh. glass and stuff like uh-huh. that. But you know, and I was 23 and I looked every bit of 17. Oh, wow. And and uh, and I remember I was just up there and I was just doing my thing. I was talking about a raccoon. They had a joke about a raccoon because at the time we had a Lacar. You know, remember the little Lacar? No, what's that? It's like it's a little French car, Renault Lacar, but it oh, wasn't okay. a convertible. But the roof flew back. Mm-hmm. And I was some joke about how this raccoon was up on top of the dumpster and this. And that. It, it was a whole thing with his sunglasses and this and that. And and nobody, they were just looking at me. And then this woman in front go, catfish, where you get this boy from? <laughs> and the whole audience erupted and laughed. I'm like, good night. I'm, t- I'm Tony Woods. <laughs> and I tried to turn around. And this guy, catfish, who's like a big Bernie Mac type of dude, he grabbed me. I'm walking this way. He grabbed me by the arm. He go, y'all give it up again for Tommy Woods. I'm like, and I whispered to him. I'm, I'm Tony. He's like, hey, man, that boy is funny. He's like, oh. <laughs> Nobody booed me. He was like, oh, like that. Yeah, and he yeah, said, yeah. what he was trying to say. And then he did my last joke in black. He just yeah, like yeah. he just spiced it up. It did was, it work? What? It killed. Yeah. Like, I told y'all this motherfucker was funny. <laughs> right? And then I went in the back with Tommy and the Dells and Delphonics. They back there. They got groupies and shit back there. Everybody drinking, having a good time, smoking a cigarette. He said, "How was it, man?" I said. Shh. He said, "He said, yo, I heard it, man. How was it?" But he heard catfish and stuff yeah, like yeah, mine. Yeah. I said, "Man, they kind of rough." Like that, he go, oh, yeah, all right, man. And then boom, and then Catfish did a little bit of time. He said, y'all ready to get this shit started, goddamn motherfucker. And he, he said a little bit of shit about this person, that person, he snapped on a couple people. He said, y'all give it up for my man, motherfucker Tommy Davidson. Tommy went out that motherfucker, and I'm sitting there with my wife, I'm like, yeah, watch this, this is gonna be rough. From the beginning to the end, son, bang, bang, yeah, bang, 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 bang. And then at the end, he did he did the beatboxing. Everybody's on their feet, got a fucking stand ovation. He said, good night, and bow down. Like, that's pretty cool. Yep, and then my wife looked at me, she said, now that's a real comedian. <laughs> to this day, she denied saying that. She said, I said it, but I didn't mean it like that. She said, what she was saying is, yeah. You weren't a real comedian. Yeah, yet. yeah. You in were the, brand in new. The, yeah, she said, on amateur night, you the man. You're yeah, the man. Yeah. But, <laughs> motherfucker, this is the big league, so. 
So how often did you perform back then? Like in those like early, like the first few Once years? Once a week. It was bowling Once night. Week, it was bowling. like bowling night. Like we bowl on Thursdays. Yeah, I, yeah. I did con- but so then start jumping into contests. And um, and they got Andy Evans, who I call my comedy daddy. Because this is another thing I didn't tell you about that night. So in my wife's mind, I've been doing this for a while. Okay. And some of the guys, like when they do, they say, next we got a professional coming up from the pro side. And that was like Greg Poole, Butch Burns, Fat Doctor, all those guys. Yeah. Right? And so my, ex, my ex-wife my ex was like, uh, you know what? You was funny as shit. Because everybody kept coming over to my table, shaking my hand. Yo, man, when can we see you again? This is my first time. Yeah. Telling me how funny I was. And she said, you need to, you need to talk to them about getting paid in here. Because if that guy's like different pros yeah, said, yeah. That, guy, that guy can get paid you can get paid here i'm like uh-uh. right, right. <laughs> and andy evans fat doctor kevin lee greg Poole, and butch burns and danny williams all remember that night danny williams always goes i remember it like it was yesterday because <laughs> like, i went back there with all the machismo in the world son and it was a good thing that andy evans was there I said, yo, man, what's up? Uh-huh. He said, hey, what's up? Like, basically, like, what are you doing back here? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing back here, amateur? And I said, yeah, man, so how I get paid up in here? Okay. He said, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, how I get paid up in here? He said, hold that, hold that thought. And he went, and he went, and he went and got Greg, Butch, and all them. They was all in the, in the little stairway smoking weed. Yeah, he yeah. said, come here, come here, come here. And he said, yo, you know him? He said, what's your name again, brother? I said, uh, you can feel the setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm Tony Woods. <laughs> and they're like, because this is the guy you need to tell. That's what Andy said. This is the guy you need to tell. Tell him. I said, yeah, um, <laughs> nah, nah, <clears throat> uh, uh, like, like, who do I talk to about getting paid? He said, no, 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 no. <laughs> Say it like you said to me. Like that. He said, and then Andy reenacted. He said, yeah. So I get high, get paid up in this motherfucker right there. <laughs> oh, don't make me hurt nobody in this motherfucker. He just added to it, like, and these motherfuckers were dying. They were dying laughing, man. Um, and Fat Doctor's gonna deny this. He still denies it to this day. He was the one who was mean. Fat Doctor said, "Yeah, man, see what you did up there tonight." He said, "What's your name again?" I said, "Tony." He said, "Yeah." He said, "Now what you did up there tonight?" Um. Do that about 500 more times now. And they come back. And then blue weed smoke. Weed smoke in my face. I'm like, motherfucker. That's the advice you get. Yeah. But I just, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't get it back then, man. And then Andy Evans, he had a, a TV show on public access called, because at the time, there was no cable in Washington, D.C. But in the suburbs, they had cable. It's called The Solar Comedy. He had me, uh, Martin Lawrence, uh, and Warren Hutchison, because we we were the three young guys everybody was talking about. Everybody was like, did you see them? Did you see? Everybody around town was going, those, those three, those three. And it was recorded in front of a live audience? Yeah, it was recorded. Yeah, it was on television. Where did they record it? The Harambe House at, uh, at Howard University Hotel, okay. at the okay. Howard University Hotel, and they did it in their TV cameras and everything, and boom. So you went from getting made fun of to no, I only got lo- made fun of with just that one them, time. That one time with them, and went in there and I and I did my thing, ripped it up. And of the guys, the big and the little guys, 
the 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 new guys I was one of I was one of the ones who shined right. on that show. Me and Chris Thomas and Tommy Davidson. And then so so I'm working and working, I'm doing stuff, I'm I'm hitting all the open mics, all I'm not just doing I'm now I'm doing Garvin's, I'm doing cafe, I'm doing whatever little shows pop up every little comedy night. I was I was I was in then and I was so I just knew every audience is not the same. Every that audience that you get in a comedy club on a Thursday night was and it was uh it was like chicken free buffalo wings. It was all kind of like you know, so it was like uh, Yeah, of course. It was a young uh, like it was it was like here. It was like college kids and then when you go out to the comedy nights, those are grown up. Right. They were grown yeah, up. Yeah, they're paying money on the weekends, yeah. And now I can understand when you see like the young the younger comics and they go up and they talk about this and they talk about that and they use profanity and stuff like that. You're like older people don't want you. You're like their kid. They don't want to see. They don't want to see their kids cursing and talking about sex. Because they they don't get to perform at those shows on the weekends that people are paying a lot of money for. They're they're spending all their time working out their jokes on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yeah. for college kids that are sitting at a free show, and so yeah, you start you kind of learn those habits, yeah. and then it takes a while to get yeah. out of them. And see, and these other comedians, they were seasoned. They were comedy clubs, you know. Right. I was, you know, I was basically a kid. But as far as the new comedians, I was, I was a little ahead of them because I'd been in the military, had a baby. I knew a little bit more. About like a life lot of life experience, yeah, yeah, maturity. And then start working, start doing a little out of bounds clubs, like one down in Durham, North Carolina, and then uh, uh, Chip Franklin. Chip Franklin used to have a club up in Frederick. I used to do that. Do it. So you're doing like one-nighters, one-nighters, man, and just start killing, and then just dropped out of school. Didn't tell my wife. Dropped out of school. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't drop. I finished the semester and then just didn't didn't go back. Yeah. Just, you did you know at that point were you like I, this is I'm gonna be a professional yeah, comedian. That's yeah, what I want to do. I knew because sure. too many people told me yeah how funny I was, and then I'm like, and then I did it. And it worked the first time. Not not just you were funny. That was pretty good. Uh -huh. It was like, hey man, hey hey man, <laughs> like you know, like like when you when you getting when you getting compared to Bill Cosby, and then everything started. Started traveling, started going places, and then um, one night me and my ex-wife got into a big argument because she's where you going. So I'm going down to the cafe. And she's like, listen, you're not getting paid. You know, you, you're dragging around. Because at that time, I was a bike messenger. I was, I was working like a Jamaican. I was killing it. But she was like, you're not. I'm like, I said, but every time I go down there, somebody gives me their card. Right. I, get, I end up getting a show. Yeah, you it. understand what you're trying to do. but it So this time, this time I go down, and this guy named Stu Perkins, Stu Perkins, young guy, and he goes, hey, man, I produce a show on BET. I'm like, what is that? He goes, Black Entertainment Television. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, yeah. get out of here. There's no such thing, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, my dispatcher said, give me a landline, uh, 777. You, uh, you're going to pass your packages off to such and such. I'm, I'm going to do what? Because that's money. Yeah. He says, you got to call your wife. I'm like, oh, shit, something's wrong with the baby. I call her. And she says, I just checked the machine at home. She says, they want you to be down on Duke Street by 6 o'clock. 
So you got to go now. Audition. And at this time, at this time, it's like one o'clock. Yeah. And I'm like, for, for what? She says, they want you to be on the show. Said She said, you never heard of BET? I'm like, nah. She says, well, it's all over the country. I'm like, man, whatever. She said, go home. I want you to wear this. I want you to wear this. Is so this like later 80s? This is uh, 88. 88, okay. I've been doing it for two years. She says, go. so I go home. I put on the outfit. She, said, she tells me to put on. I go down there to Duke Street, and they and they say it's a live TV taping. We're doing this, we're doing that, no cursing, blah blah, blah. and did it and and ripped, boom, and the rest is history. That was it was killing, and then and then uh, it was a live show. So before I could even get home, my mother is blowing up the phone at my at my house in my apartment. Because family from all over the country is calling her saying, I think I saw Tony on television tonight. Uh-huh. Like, what? And then, so now this show goes on, and then we go down to Atlanta. Now this, show's, this show goes on a couple of months. It's couple, just five days a week, too. It's five days a week, and they run reruns on the weekend. Then we go to Atlanta, and we down there on reserve duty. And there's a nightclub down there. It was called Dominique. Dominique Wilkins uh, had a club down okay. there. So the line is all the way down to the corner. So I'm like, yo, we're going to see if they give us a military discount. We're going to walk up to the front. So just being me, walk up to the front. But as I'm walking, people are like, yo, what's up? What's up? I'm thinking they like my outfit. I don't yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> Get up there and the security go, yo, what's up? You know how they got the guy there with the ponytail? Sure. And he goes, hey, Tony <laughs> Woods, how you doing, man? I'm like, how you doing? God. Wow. I was like, I was like how, how do you know me? <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, how many you got with you? I'm like, seven of us. He said, okay, seven. He said, we got eight coming to the VIP. What y'all want? And, of course, all my guys like, we want Henderson. Yeah, we want yeah. this, we want that. <laughs> Boom, we walking in. The DJ gave me a shout out. And one of my guys from my unit said, I told you, it's famous, man. You didn't even know you was famous. And you're only two years in. Two years in. That's a, that's a, a crazy yeah. uh, transition from. And that was like the night. I found out about myself and MC Hammer the same night because I didn't know who he was. Because there was no cable in DC, so I didn't know right, this guy yeah, MC Hammer. Right. Was so big, man. You know? And they had the MC Hammer videos playing, and then they and then they ran videos of the TV show. I'm like, oh, people watch that. Right. Right. All these girls and stuff. They said, "Where you staying?" Like, We're staying on base. <laughs> I can't, can't go back to yeah, so that and then a lot of stuff happened from there. But the, then, how long did you stay in DC? Well, what happened is, I was like a regular working comedian, and then after that, um, I won a contest to go to Vegas to be on Showtime on a National Lampoon comedy playoffs with Leslie Nielsen was the host. So at this time, I'm the new young gun in yeah, DC. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm the you can't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me shit, man. And I was in uh, Alabama, and they called me up and said, "Hey, man." Our unit has been activated. I'm like, no. So we went away for a year. And I came back, dude. When I came back, I'm not lying. I came back and uh, I went on stage at Garvin's. And I was just up there meandering like I do. And usually I could just spend some gold out of nothing. Yeah. And nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And then, oh, 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 and I went up after Dave. And Dave had ripped that shit. Oh, he had started it while you were gone? Yeah, well, he started. I met him before I left. Okay, he was already but, started. Yeah, but he 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 ripped that shit, and everybody, everyone else ripped it. 
except me. And then I went down. I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going down to uh, Holgate's because they were doing comedy down there. And Teddy Carpenter was down there. And, and they said, yo, man, Chris, it was Chris Paul and Pop's room. And they were like, yo, man, we're going to put you on, man. What's up, man? Welcome back on this shit. He said, yo. And everybody's like, oh, shit, what's up, Tony? And your girl's like talking to me like, you going on? I hope you going on. And I, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know I'd already got my heart broken back at the other club. And Teddy was smashing the place. And I said, and I said, you know what, man? Let me go move my car. I said, you cool, man? Because I was parked like <laughs> yeah, right in yeah, front of the yeah, club, yeah. like I was, a, like I was still the man. And I said, like, I got, I'm gonna put my car in the parking spot and drove off. I said to myself that I was gonna quit, but then some gigs came in. Well, I went on the road with Fat Doctor. I was featuring for Fat Doctor, and I think that's why I got my legs back. Got my legs back. So you, you got activated. You had to go. Yeah, I had to go. Where'd you well, have to go? To another country? Well, we went to uh, we went to Camp Lejeune, to Cherry Point, and then we only went to Bahrain. Went to Bahrain twice. Okay. So went over and came back. Went over and came back. And you lost your momentum. Yeah, I think I did. I lost my momentum, but but you and, got it back pretty quick. It seems like I got it back pretty quick. And then um, so I got my legs back together, and that's and I'm like, oh yeah, that guy had called me. You know who that guy was? The guy was Russell Simmons. He had called oh, me. Oh, not bad. He had called me up and he says, uh, because they were going from city to city, just picking the baddest guys from every city. So what the word they had heard was the baddest guys out of DC was me, Chris Thomas, Teddy Carpenter. And Chris Thomas turned it down because Chris Thomas had just did a HBO special with Whoopi Goldberg. So okay. he's like, I don't need that show. Man. Yeah. And he was cool with Sinbad. So he, Sinbad said, all right, all right, no, don't do that shit. They're yeah. going to be cursing. It's going to be dirty. So I did that shit and uh, and tore shit up. But that same week, I did Caroline's Comedy Hour. So I established myself as a mainstream comedian and a Def Jam comedian at the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny looking back on it. It seems like Def Jam seems mainstream mm. when you look back on it. But I guess at the time, it wasn't That's that not, way. No, it wasn't at all. Yeah. There was a big... It, that was a big deal cursing on stage back then that was that was a big deal because right now it, it, it's not it's really not, it doesn't yeah. mean anything really the first comedy central special i did i i tell people i said i went in like hannibal lecter man they say you can't say this you can't say that they went over all my material i taped it was me tom papa zach fanacalacaris and uh -huh. um <laughs> sklar brothers pretty good yeah it was good and then i remember you know in the green room saying oh man they were rough they did this and tom was like no, nah. like, like, <laughs> oh, they didn't go over your material. No, yeah. they go over nobody else. Oh, you didn't. You weren't happy with your set? No, no. This is what they, they, the stuff I was supposed to do. And I oh, did. you're talking about uh, before the performance? Before, and so, yeah. and then uh, uh, the Sklar brothers went out, and Zach went out, and then me and Tom did the second, the second taping. And I remember I went out, I did my fucking thing, and the ex the, at first the execs wanted to be mad at me, cause she goes. You didn't do anything off the list. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I didn't feel like doing that tonight. I'm like, I'm like that shit was from like two weeks ago. I said, my shit changes all the time. She, yeah. But I had, I still had the best set of, of the group that night. Boom. The after party was off the chain. 
and everybody at that time got a development deal. I'm the only one that didn't get a development deal. Do you think that it was because of like the business side of it, where they were telling you what to say ahead of time, and you didn't say what they want, what you were planning on saying? You think that that is what prevent, like, stopped the I, development I deal? What, I, I really can't explain. I don't know, but I. What I got out of it was they said, well, we're going to fly you to Australia. We want you to do a special there. So I did one on their sister channel in Australia. And, uh, and so I figured something would come from that. And, and you still tour Australia yeah, to I this tour, day. Yeah, I still. Because yeah, and so that's the beginning of that, right? That was the beginning of that. So that went well. But it's just like everyone else got a development deal in the Comedy Central, uh, you know, and I had I had gazillion ideas for Yeah, what TV did you show. want? Did you, you want to have a TV show? I did want to have a TV show, and they didn't. They, <laughs> everybody got, remember the Sklar Brothers had TV shows? I don't remember the Sklar Brothers having they a TV had, show. They had TV shows on Comedy Central. I don't know if Tom did or not, but I mean, but Tom went on the movies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't remember him having a TV show Tom either. Tom Papa's in movies all the time, and, uh, and then, uh, and well, Zach. You don't even have yeah, I mean, he's, that. of course, yeah, became a superstar. Yeah, Did you move to New York eventually? Yeah. Well, when I got back from when I got back from Desert Storm, I moved up here, and I established myself quickly because I was working in the what they call the mainstream clubs, Boston Comedy Club, because Dave and uh, Warren Hutchinson had built up a legend. Going wait until you see this guy, Tony Woods. Oh yeah. Right. So, so when I went in, I just like. Boom, and they were all like, "Oh my God!" Like that, like they said, we thought that Dave and Warren were the best out of DC. Like, nah, here I am. <laughs> and then, and on top of that, they stayed in their lanes. But I was going out to Brooklyn, going up to the Bronx, going to Harlem, going over to Jersey. I was doing all the rooms. All so you did that Comedy Central special, and then Desert Storm's like 90, 91. Yeah, I don't know when I did the Comedy Central special, but uh. I didn't do that Comedy Central special to like '98. Oh, okay. Oh, this is okay. Like no, like two, no, 2000. How was Desert Storm? Desert Storm sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see bad stuff. See bad stuff. I was a medic. I saw oh, bad stuff. Oh yeah! And wow, then, God. And then so when I got back, tried to be a bike messenger again. That was not happening. I was afraid to run lights. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what injuries yeah, look I like. Was, yeah, I know. Yeah, I wasn't a daredevil no more. Yeah. You should, you should have seen me back then, zzz, zzz, riding in between cars, motherfucker. I was that guy. Yeah. And I remember my dispatcher. He goes, triple seven. After you drop that, you gonna do? You gonna pick up? I'm like, I haven't dropped that yet. I'm, where the fuck are you, triple seven? Yeah. And he go, you out of shape? I, I thought you was in the service. Want your exercise? And I'm like, it's not that I'm out of shape, dog. <laughs> Gunshot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can't. So you had that time. So you had that time in DC when you got back. Yeah. And then, at that time when I when I got back, shit was happening. I was like, and then those guys had left. My marriage was a, a wrap. She she had gotten a brand new job where she's making a whole bunch of money. I was holding her back. Okay. Just shit was going on, man. And and they would, you know, like go to the comedy club and it's like say like tonight. Sure. I can say ten comics on. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't like, man, you were the best. It was more like, oh, when you came back, hey, you weren't yeah. getting the same reaction. Hey, stick with it, buddy. You, yeah, yeah. Or either, or just right in my face, they go, you were good. That guy, that guy right there, he should get out of the business. Like, God damn, no one's ever said that to me. And 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 then me and Fat Doctor, Fat Doctor said, yeah, man, I got some gigs and uh, for creative and here and there, here and there. I'm like, all right, man. But that was the best 
fucking, how long we gone? We gone like a week. That was the best fucking week because we just grinded it out in little. Yeah, you don't have to think about anything. Yeah. You can just, there's no, you know, you don't know any of those people. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of anonymous. You can. Yeah, uh, it was, I wasn't running into people I went to high school right. with or nothing like that. No pressure, no expectations. Yeah. So it, it was good that I went through that before I went up to New York. And when I went up to New York, I was on fucking fire because the competition level was so much higher. Yeah. I up, and then I went down to Atlanta, kicked ass down there, went to Miami, kicked ass down there. Just every, Chicago kicked it. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And were you friends with Dave? Yeah, we, I used to give Dave rides home. After, and they and they were like, you know, we were, his mom, was, his, I'm friends with his whole family because his mom used to go, Dave had school tomorrow and they gave him a late, can you take him home? But like, you know, because I was like. Oh, you're still in high school? He was still in high school, but you know, now this is before, this is when. And I how was, old were you? Uh, I'm 10 years older than him, so I oh, was, okay. so you're I was 24. He was 14. And, and, 14? Know, he was 14. I was like, you know, the girls all around me after the show, and his mother would go, hey, how's Regina? How's the baby? I'm like, they're fine. <laughs> like that. She would just crush that. And yeah, then, yeah, then, yeah. And then go, hey, you know, it's basically she was saving me from myself. Like, That's you cool. don't mind giving David right home to him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice thing to do. It was nice. It's generous. And how many years were you guys uh, around together in D.C.? And then, and then, no, but we spent most of our time together in New York. Oh, okay. In New York, we were all together. We all were Barry Cats and stuff. And um, and everything that happened to me is like almost always by accident. Like some people came over from England and they want to do a Marlboro Lights tour. And so Barry had always said, I want these guys, these guys, these guys. And there was a fight that broke out. And I went on stage afterwards, melee in the club, and I got the club to calm down. I dropped the mic like, you know, like, I said, let's get ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, boom, got everybody back. And boom, and those guys said, we want that guy on the tour. Uh-huh. Boom. And then from that, doing that, that's how I started doing all that stuff in the UK and Scotland and stuff. And you still tour around there? Still that. tour, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just in uh, Portugal. But I used to do a lot of stuff in Amsterdam. And the thing in Amsterdam... I was in New York one night, and I was at the Comedy Cellar. I was late, of course. And Esty was like, no, I can't take it no more. I'm like, but I'm on time. She says, no, no, no more. And then the phone rang, and she says, they need somebody at Gotham. Boom. And these guys from Amsterdam were like, yo, you should, you should see this guy. This guy's funny. So we go, I'm going to Gotham. So, boom, we all go to Gotham together. Then, But they were dressed like you, like, you know, just casual. Like you, yeah. In the in the 90s, you used to execs having on suits and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm from here. I'm from Omnipop. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. And, and they were like, yeah, we uh, we have a production company in, in the Netherlands and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then they called me up. I think they called me up like 8 o'clock in the morning, you know. And they were like, uh, hey, yeah, we want to get your passport information. I'm like, for what? I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I, I said, man, look, I just woke up. Let me call you back. And then Godfrey calls me. And Godfrey goes, yo, did they call you? I'm like, they do call me. He goes, yeah. uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay. So they call back and boom. It was me, Godfrey, Tony Rock, and Teddy Smith, and a guy named uh, Modi went over the first time. And I just fucking assassinated Amsterdam, <laughs> and so the, I would go back all the time, and that was good. So what was happening around like the two, the early two thousands? The early two thousands, when I was doing, I was doing a lot of international shit, going 
doing tours in Australia, whereas everybody else was getting their feet planted in the improvs and, and yeah. all those places. I was like, fuck y'all, I'm doing small theaters all over the right, UK. Right, right, right. And, and, and Dubai and in, uh, and, and Australia. And I'm like, eh, New Zealand. I'm doing the Micronesian Islands, Guam and stuff. <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, fuck yeah. the improv. You think that was a mistake? You think? Yeah, <laughs> I should have been around for the showcases to be on SNL and all that stuff. I should have been out, but I, but I was like making so much money. I'm like, why was it because was it because you wanted to take the stuff that had was paying more at the time? Is that yeah. what was driving you? Yeah, and and like and to move to LA would have you know it's so I don't know. Just I just didn't. I don't know. Yeah. And eventually you came back to DC. Eventually, yeah. When'd you come back to DC? In 2003, cause you know, cause my sons were cutting up. So I'm like, telephone daddy, it ain't working. So I had to come back and just take care of everything that's going on and stuff. And but and then I realized from DC, I can still work all over the, cause I still got my people in New York. I got people right. in LA. I got people in Amsterdam. People in in the UK. People in Australia. Yeah, so. I would say it's becoming easier and easier to do that. Yeah. You don't time. have to actually be there. Yeah, it's less necessary than it used to be. Now that you can, uh, yeah, you can do stuff perfect, online. You can communicate so easily. Dave lives in Ohio. Right. <laughs> He's at the top of the game. Right. So. so you get constant. There's yeah. constant talk of the comparison between yeah. you and Dave, and people talking about and Dave, I tell people Dave all the time, using your style, whatever. I say he has my mechanics. At, at the time, I was the guy to look at. Like Dr. J was the man playing basketball. Right. And 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 Michael Jordan and all those guys, they they patted themselves after them. Just boom. It's natural. It's natural, yeah. But I mean, as far as the fuel in his tank is is not like mine. You know, he he talks about more prolific shit, and uh, and he puts it right out there on the table. Like this is it. Where's my shit? It's like you gotta look under the table to see. It's like an Easter egg hunt. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I see what it meant. Uh -huh. Or I could say something that could mean two or three different things. Whereas you know, and I, you know, I never really joke about the social climate or the political climate and stuff like that. No, it's, no. It's always just me, silly shit. Do you compare yourself? Mm -mm, I don't compare you don't worry about that. Right. It's no, only no. other people yeah. that are saying that stuff. It's only other people. People want to see a, a war fight. Nah, man, get out of here, fuckers. Because we're, cause we're really close. We're really, you know. Yeah, it's great. It's also it's great to have a friend succeed. Like, yeah. to have, a, have your friends... Well, him, Mike Epps, uh, all of them, yeah, Donnell, yeah, so many people, Wanda, and you, and you. Wanda. Uh, uh, was uh, she around in DC? Yeah, she's doing those DC. shows. Yeah. Was she doing those shows at yeah, that time? Yeah, she's on the shows. Yeah, we were on a lot of those shows together. Uh, Warren Hutchinson, but Warren Hutchinson is more behind the scenes now, but he's very successful. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of guys. Do you wanna? Do you have an idea in your head of like what you want to do? I want to have a travel show. I've been wanting. That's to have what a you want to do. I've always wanted. I've always wanted to do something like what Anthony Bourdain does. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, just interact with but people. But in the earlier days, I wanted to be an action hero. I wanted to be like. Oh really? You want yeah. to be in action movies? Yeah, I wanted to be action movies. You know, like Chris. Chris Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have been Chris movies. Tucker. Yeah, fuck that. You shit. were in the in line ahead of him, I think. Yeah, I wanted to be like that, like action movies and. You know, action bike messenger. Yeah, all that shit. Yeah, could have been a movie. Yeah, it could have been a fucking movie. Yeah, but you were too busy in Australia when the, the execs were looking for people to make movies. Yeah, I always say that when when my ship comes in, I'm at the airport. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe you're going to get to do that Travel Channel show. Maybe. That'd be cool. Be cool, yeah. Because uh, I had a sitcom once, and um, we did the pilot and everything. That was you uh, that you wrote? and. No, no, it was uh, Adele Gibbons. It oh, was, you were going to be. Hers. You was, were going to be like a. I was like the third lead in it. Okay, third lead. And it lead. was it was cool, and um, and they ended up going with uh, Clueless, the TV show. Oh, they just and picked a different show. Yeah, it was it was between us and Clueless, and they said, "Well, Clueless was a, was a, a successful, successful movie. film." <laughs> <laughs> so, <man. laughs> Do you still go out on auditions and stuff? Do you have like are you like actively on working on that stuff? I haven't been on an audition. In, long time yeah yeah but when i was in new york i would always land auditions for commercials and stuff like that uh-huh. and uh and let me see i was on something a tv show called hat i was on a show called a man called hawk i was on another uh what's the name of the shit oh yeah I, a ricky lake i was on ricky lake i was the first guy who hooked up <laughs> bachelors bachelorettes and that i was the first one i was the first guy who did something like that and uh and i was on uh nypd blue Oh yeah, I used to yeah. watch that show in high school. Yeah, and why, yeah, so I was on that. So I still get Sipowitz. residuals from that. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's like a probably like an unfair, unfair treat for us to have in DC to have you here and then uh, performing on these shows. You know, it's well, I pop around all all around town, just like I'm here. It's great, man. It's great yeah. to have you in the mix yeah. on these shows, and you can tell the crowd is yeah. excited. You know, and after the show, yeah. people coming up to you. People truly them, appreciate yeah. it, you know. And like, there's other comedians around. Some of them, I don't even consider them cats on my level, but they'll go, "Oh, I'm not going out to do that." Are they paying? I'm like, no, but it's just keep yourself relevant, man. You know, right, right. Keep, keep your muscles good, you know. I mean, it is. A, I mean, that is a messed up part of comedy that you kind of do just have to go out there yeah. and, and do whatever yeah. to get yourself in front of people. Yes, and it, is, it seems like I should be in LA doing it, but I mean, I got too much of a family thing going on here that I can just go see ya. Right. Yeah. And not not on a whim, not on a, a chance. I have to go out when it's concrete. Right. It's like we are going to film a movie. I, you know, so until I'm not just gonna go out, oh come out, it's pilot season. No, right, fuck right. that shit. Do you have a manager trying to get stuff like that? I got right? a manager, but he's managing other people right now. Yeah. So <laughs> you're looking at my manager right now. <laughs> yeah. You manage yourself? Yeah. Well he he works like a manager, agent, buddy. So, always doing something. What about an album? You ever think about doing another album? Yeah, I am. As a matter of fact, I have to get this, because uh, I hear people, they do their specials. They tape their specials and then shop it to Netflix. Yeah. I, don't, I think if I did actually do one, I don't think I have no problem walking into Netflix going, yeah, you like this? Because I'm real popular on the XM channels and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it'd be, uh, if you put an album out, you might be able to get, you might be able to get money from Yeah, I, I do got serious an album and, and from sometimes, a, sometimes the money will come in, comes, it comes in quarterly. Sometimes it'll be 300, sometimes it'll be 6,000. Like, oh shit, they were listening popular. this quarter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it goes back and forth, man. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's always good to like have, have ideas in the back of your mind of stuff that you that you want to do and that can kind of propel you that you're you're working on all the time you know and and you know and people think oh man what are you doing motherfucker i stay busy doing something yeah you're always performing yeah so i keep myself relevant you know i'm always up there and you know with all of the shit that's going on with me in my life i just you know 
like all the like like horrific tragedies and stuff. I uh, I lost my oldest son last year in September. That was just too much. Yeah, I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah, you don't want to imagine, and and just you know just just shit, just all kind you know. But I mean, I still I still work. I still try to. Still try to be funny. I think I, I like might have saw you that weekend. Yeah. You were, like did you like, come here? Yeah. To Big Hunt? Do you remember that? I did, yeah. But I was like in a daze. I, I know. I, I, I yeah, yeah, I could I, tell. But yeah. I, I was like, wow, Tony is fucked up right yeah. now. But yeah. I, <laughs> I didn't know. Up. I didn't know what happened. Yeah, that's what it was. You yeah. hugged me. Yeah, I hugged everybody. My yeah, man. Like, you gave me this big hug, real close hug. I was like, wow, I do not know what is yeah. going on with Tony. But yeah. So. Yeah, man. Have you? I mean, yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I'm sure you'd never a, fully recover. Reason, yeah, he's the reason I was brave enough to go. Cause after this, after I had him, I'm like, well, shit, I can do anything now. Yeah, I can go on stage, and then. Why I, did it make you feel brave? It just, you know, because I was kind of scared about it, and then I, and then him, and fuck it, he laughed at me. He couldn't even talk yet, so I'm like, well, shit, watch this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and it, but it took my ex-wife's little push to actually get me up there yeah but then i got up there and then it was no looking back man like here i am baby how are you feeling now are you feeling right. uh, and now uh, we got peace? something coming up at the kennedy center in october it's, it's supposed to be like the the comedians from uh from this area it's gonna be me and uh lewis black and uh i think wendy uh and uh was uh judah friedlander and uh yeah, some big guys. That's so. great. And when Dave gets his uh, Mark Twain, yeah, Mark Twain, I'm gonna go there. So of course, hopefully he, he gave me a shout out when he was doing when he spoke on the Eddie Murphy uh, Mark Twain. So if it's his Mark Twain, you might say, hey man, yeah. that go my man Tony, hook him up. <laughs> I yeah. would think so. Yeah, don't give me a fish. Show me how to fish, man, so I can get it myself. But I, mean, I still have, t I, I still have, well, I still have three sons, but. Two of them are still here, and uh, so we just keep it moving. Yeah, so. eventually you'll all be back together, you yeah. know, because it's limited time on Earth, yeah. right? Yep, and that's what you, something like that makes you realize that. You're like, oh, like when people say, I mean, I'll I catch up with you next time. Uh, I don't know. We should hang out now. <laughs> right, <laughs> you yeah. Never know. Have you approached life differently since then? I have. How has it changed, do you think? Um, I don't know. Just, I don't know. I'm always more sad, but I'm more cautious, you know. And problems don't seem as big no more. Yeah. Problems don't seem as big, so. Um, this is a nice podcast, man. I don't usually do podcasts. I did yeah. yours, and I did, uh, I did, uh, 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 uh Tom, Tom Rhodes. And I did, I did some people's uh, in New Zealand and some other people in Australia, but I usually avoid it. Yeah, well, it's yeah. great that you did it. And I, I think it's uh, especially cool that you did it because I think people are interested in the history of comedy in D.C., mm -hmm. you know, and we only remember back so far because yeah. we weren't around yeah. back, uh, back in those <laughs> back days. In and so say to me. They say, it's hey, cool man, to hear about it. Watching you. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to hear about what it was because, you know, we know what it was like. Like we can see your Comedy Central special or or clips from Def Jam. But mm -hmm. 
what was you know hearing what about what really what DC on, yeah. was like when you started you know talking about performing on Georgia Avenue and yeah. talking about uh, being afraid to go on stage yes. and stuff like that that's stuff that everybody deals with and people forget that yeah. e- even the best comedians in the world started out that way you yeah. know and so I you know it's a gift uh, that yeah. you're giving everybody to to share your experience so I really appreciate thanks, you doing man. it Tony. thanks Sean. Thanks for doing it, man. All right. No problem, man. Anytime. For more information about our live shows, check out undergroundcomedydc.com.